Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The Master touches our life. How much more worth He brings in us by that touch. With Pastor Jay Petty. As He begins to water, floods of water begin to pour out in you. Your heart begins to change. Your desires begin to change. The things you want begin to change because of what the Spirit of God is doing. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. And the moment we turn around and say, God, I want to embrace that. I want to embrace you, Father. I want to embrace what your Son has accomplished for me, God. An amazing thing is that there's a connection that is made that can't be made in any other way. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Mothers are an interesting creation of God. What I mean by that, mothers are created to love. They have this ability to love unbelievably beyond uh, most of our capacity to understand. But they nurture and they, you know, when you look at a mother or grandmother or an aunt or, or any mother really, and you look at them and you see how they love their children. When they get hurt, they over there touching them and making them feel better. Kiss it, mommy, kiss it. <laughs> it hurts kind of thing, you know. And everything they do is because of the love that's in their heart. You find a woman who loves you, it's the greatest gift in the world. Because a woman capacity to make someone feel so loved. I know that guys don't necessarily understand that, but women do. Women understand exactly what I'm saying because their whole passion, their whole heart is to love. And it's an amazing thing that God created women to be that way, created mothers to be the way they are, the nurturer, <laughs> the supporter, the strength giver, you know, the one that tells you, you can do this, the one that's always there, gets up in the morning, makes your breakfast, makes your dinner, washes your clothes, all that she does, she does out of love. And it's an amazing thing for me this morning. But that love comes out of God's creation. And what I mean by that is that women are just simply created to love. That's what they understand. Men are created to walk in honor and respect. That's who they are. And yet, God commands us to love each other. And the only way that we can love with the love that we need to love with is by the love of God who is in us. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God not only that, but we, also, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, a perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, 
because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit which he has given us. Man or woman, it really doesn't make any difference. We all have received from God by his Spirit the love of God. We have the ability to love each other and we have the ability to nurture each other. We have the ability to minister to one another out of that great love. All the things that we go through in life, and, and, and no matter what they are, no matter how difficult they are, the thing is, is that we have this hope or this expectancy of Christ in us. And what I mean by that, that expectancy, that's what hope means, is that we have uh, uh, an expectancy that God himself will get us through, that God's love is sufficient and most, and most powerful to walk us through whatever we're going through in life. Because that love that he has given us, that love that is in us, doesn't bring disappointment or discouragement, but it should bring confidence. It should bring an expectancy that God himself will see us through. I think that's what mothers do. I think they see their children through. I, I think they see their husbands through. Sometimes we don't understand what they're doing. But the thing is, is everything they do comes out of that love they have. Jesus said they will, you will know them by their fruits. And the greatest fruit of any Christian believer is the ability to love with the love of God. See, God gave us his Holy Spirit for a purpose. He didn't expect us to walk through this on our own. And he doesn't expect a woman to walk through this on her own. What he, his expectation is, God's expectation is, is that we become utterly dependent upon the resources that he's given us. God is a supernatural God. I want you to understand that. You know what supernatural means? It's not natural. It has nothing to do with this world. And yet God has given us his spirit in us, which is a supernatural spirit, that it has the ability to do anything through our lives. To fill us with faith, to fill us with hope, to fill us with a hope for a new future. Even in devastation, God wants us to look at the things that he has prepared for us. And out of bad things, God brings wonderful things in our life. He can bring wonderful things in our life. Many times we don't look at it that way. Many times the way we look at tragedy is, uh, why did this happen? Or we want to blame somebody for it. Instead of looking to God and the love of God and saying, okay, God, I know you got me. I know that you love me. And I know, God, that you have the power to bring good from this bad situation. Many times we don't look at life that way. I promise you bad things are going to happen. This last week, uh, a young man who was like 17 years old, we found out that he had bone cancer. And when they went to do the scan on him, they found that the cancer had metastasized and he was at a stage four. 
They gave him a 4% chance of survival. Now, I know that his mother is totally broken by what's happening to her son. It breaks everyone else, but it really breaks her because her whole heart is her children. She loves them. See? And so what I say to you this morning, it's unbelievable what a mother will do for her children. How far she will go for her children. Sometimes the guys don't understand their process of thinking. But it's really simple. They love. God has always wanted to pour out into our lives, not just his love, but his grace and who he is. Always. Isaiah says it this way, I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Are you dry? Is your life dry? Do you feel like things are not going the way you wish they would go? Is it? Is your marriage dry? Is your relationships dry? Is where you work dry? See, God has a solution to every situation. Every situation in our life. How does he do it? He begins to pour himself out into human life and begins to change the spiritual direction of the human being. And as they take a hold of that, as they start to drink that in, they begin to experience a supernatural movement of God in their life. Hope begins to arise. Things begin to change. God begins to give a new vision or a new future. He can get, he can interrupt your life and turn it around in an instant. When he says he pours out this water on those who are thirsty and floods on dry, dry ground. And he says, I will pour my spirit out on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring and they will spring up among you like grass like the willows by the watercourse it's funny when god begins to water you and he begins to nurture the ground around you in your soul that's what it's speaking to is your soul as he begins to water that what the floods of water begin to pour out in you Something begins to grow in you. Something begins to change in you. Your heart begins to change. Your desires begin to change. The things you want begin to change because of what the Spirit of God is doing. Now think about this. If God pours out His Spirit into our hearts by, in His love, that's water. That's water that can cause us to grow up in the things of God and start loving the way we should. If we try to love in a natural way, it's not going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough. 
But when it's the love of God, it's something that comes in and flows out. And wherever it flows out, it touches. And wherever it touches, it's like the another spring of life begins to take forth. Second Corinthians 1 21 says, Now he who established us with you in Christ has anointed us in God, and he has sealed us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. What does that mean? The born-again believer. God says, I'm going I'm to put a seal on you. That's a guarantee. Not only of heaven, but at this moment in which we live. It's a guarantee of all the things that God offers us. All the gifting that he wants to give us. And I, 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 look, at peop- I look at people, I look at myself. And I think sometimes how much effort we put in trying to change our own lives. Trying to make our lives better with failure, with disappointment. The thing is, is that God can do something you cannot do. And God can do something in you that you cannot do. The thing thing I'm speaking to this morning is a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing. It's a powerful thing. That God himself is able to transform and change, form, and give hope for a future. Many of us don't look at God that way. Many of us are trying to, in some way or fashion, trying to, so to speak, earn our way to God. Well, God, when I get good enough, then I can receive that. Or God, when I get good enough, then I can serve you. Or God, when I, you know, we make it about us striving to make ourselves appealing to God when you're already accepted fully by him. You're fully loved by him at this moment. You can't, you can't get any more of what he is in you. Just have to learn how to walk in it. And that's what the Spirit does. He's, that's his purpose of being in you, is to teach you how to walk in it. Teach you how to receive it. Teach you how to live it. And bring the things into our lives that we honestly need as human beings. That's supernatural. That's supernatural, and that's something that that no matter how much you want to try to change it, you can't. I've said this, I gave you this illustration before, but Smith Wigglesworth was a, had a fiery temper, and uh, he expected things to be a certain way, and when they didn't happen that way, boy, he, he'd just go off, boom, anger, like, a, like striking a match, boom. One day he came home and his dinner wasn't ready and he got so angry at his wife that he picked her up, he set her out the back door, shut the door and locked it. He said, well, what kind of guy is that? An untransformed guy. She just walks around the other house that comes in the front door. 
And they looked at each other and started laughing. And he made a decision that day. And so he went someplace secluded for seven days and he sought God. And when he came back, he never lost his temper again. He was never unhappy about however the food was prepared. God has the ability supernaturally to change you. But you got to go after him. It's not enough just to be. If you want true change, you want to love truly the way God loves, then you have to be touched by the love of the Master's hand. Another illustration, there was a old violin that was going to be sold and it was all dusty and it had been stacked away for a long time. And uh, the uh, uh, it came up for auction. And someone began to mess with it a little bit. And as the bid went up, it said, one dollar, he'll give me two, he'll give me three. Then a master violinist came and said, let me play that thing. He dusted it off and got it all clean. He made, played the most beautiful melody. It had such tone and harmony. They said, how much will you take for it now? Went from $1 to $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. It's funny when the master touches our life, how much more worth he brings in us by that touch. God has the ability to fix anything. But we have to come to that place to yield our lives to him. Yield. Not my way, but your way. Not my will, but your will. Not what I want, but what you want, Lord. Ephesians 1.13 says, And in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, having believed, uh, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I come back to this thing, it's not about us going to heaven. If you really want to know the truth, you're already there. You're just not there in this, you're just not there in the physical. But your spirit and God's spirit are one. How much closer can you get? See what I said? In this earth. But God has given us promises. And every promise of God is yes and amen, no matter what it is. If we have the if we can receive that promise into our lives, that's the whole key. Can we receive it? Do we do we really see that God is offering it? that God is offering these wonderful things. And because we are in him and because he is in us and because we have been sealed with this promise of, of greater things and more beautiful things and more wonderful things, 
Do we have the capacity or the ability to receive what he's offering us? Yes, we're born again. Yes, we receive Christ. But that is only the doorway into the kingdom. And the wealth of the kingdom is on the other side of that doorway. And many of us enter through the doorway and that's where we stand. Without realizing that God offers us so, so, so much more. When he offers us his son. I can tell you right now, if you don't like your life, go to God. If you don't like the way things are going, go to God. If you want healing, go to God. If you want deliverance, go to God. Because he's the answer to every one of those problems. If your marriage is on the rocks, go to God. Go to God. Go to God. Find the wealth and the riches and the waters of life to fill you up and to empower you and to change you and to change your situation. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image, that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Here we go again. God is saying, I am the transformer. I am the changer of the heart. He's the only one who can. That word glory to glory means glory to ever increasing glory. That's God's glory. And the greater the glory of God is manifested in us, the greater the change that comes in us. That's why we can be one way one day and another way the next day. God can reveal something to us and change our whole life and change everything that's going on in us just by one touch. And as that glory increases in us, and as his glory be begins to magnify in us, the wonder of all of that is it begins to transform us into the same image that he is. You know we were created in his image, right? But somewhere we lost that, way back in the garden. Jesus renewed that 2,000 years ago when he opened an, an access for us to God. So that God could come in. That God, you know, when, when you get born again, it's like an amazing experience because, man, we just, we just feel the change in us. We want to give up everything that we're not supposed to do. We just want, we just want to talk about Jesus. That, that's the passion of our heart. Somehow that kind of diminishes, and it shouldn't. It should never diminish. Sometimes we've got to stir things up in us. We've got to stir the Spirit of God up in us. We've got to get that Spirit moving in us, the Spirit that's in us. We have to get into that place where we're able to receive whatever God has for us that day. 
no matter what it may be. Some of you say, well, that could never happen to me. But let me tell you something that can happen to you overnight. What are you hungry for? Or the world? What has the world given you? Honestly, what has it given you? What is it offering you? Not much. Second Corinthians 4, 6. For it is God who has commanded light to shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts and given us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. It's God. We didn't even get, we didn't even get to this place without God. Yeah, sometimes we have to, we're hard-headed and he's got to take us through some hard places for us to get that. But it doesn't really need to be that way. His light is shining. I was I was driving in my car yesterday and 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 praying. I had to go to the store, so I just prayed on my way to the store. And God just begins to drop things in my heart, like I want you to do this, or I want you to do that, or I do, you know. And the thing is, if we heed it, if we heed it then we begin to see the blessing that comes from it. And when we receive that blessing, it's that water again being poured out into our hearts. That water being poured out into our lives. Man, God can give you the same capacity to love as he's already given a woman. And women, he can give you a greater capacity to love than you've ever known. That's what God does. It's funny, is that God had this ideal in his creation. And it was to make each of us like him. I mean, Jesus is, the, is in the image of the Father, exact image of the Father. Well, God had this ideal of, of, of creating sons and daughters in the exact image of who he is. If you can see God's great greatness of his love, God's greatness of his love encompasses everything. John was singing a song this morning, The Reckless Love of God. You know, he chases you down, you know. He leaves the 99. He does all these amazing things coming after you coming after you. And you might try to run, you might try to hide, you might even be angry at God, but he doesn't stop coming. And he doesn't stop speaking. And he doesn't stop trying to draw you to himself. That's what he does. He's never going to change that. And the moment we turn around and say, God, I want to embrace that. I want to embrace you, Father. I want to embrace what your son has accomplished for me, God. An amazing thing is that there's a connection that is made that can't be made in any other way. No matter what it is. I say to you this morning that God is calling you. 
in the secret and the quiet place, God is calling you. When you're driving in your car, God is calling you. And you know what? You feel it. You feel it. And there's no person in here that he doesn't do that to. Not one. He'll do for you what he's done for anyone else. He'll raise you up. He'll make you a willow. He'll put you by the waterways. He'll put your roots deep into the things of God. He'll make you strong. He'll make you wise. See, the fruit of the Spirit is the road of holiness. I want to say, I want to stop here for a minute. It's the character of God. Love is the character of God. Peace is the character of God. Joy is the character of God. Suffering, long-suffering is a, is a, it is a character of God. Kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control are all characters of God. That character is in you if you have believed in Christ Jesus. He's living in you. Think about this. If God has given us love in our hearts and he's given us this character in us to grow in, simply means that God wants you to be like him. And the transforming work of the ever-increasing glory brings that. It brings the change. When you begin to real, when you begin, let's say you begin to look at love and study love and pray about love and asking God to pour out his love in greater dimensions in you, one of the things that's going to happen, you're going to begin to see that and, and, you, and God's going to begin to reveal that to you and you're going to begin to experience that. And as you begin to experience it, you're going to begin to see a greater capacity to love others. Not just love God, but love others. Really love others. Love others in such a, a way that you want to you help them, you want to nurture them, you want to strengthen them, you want to be there for them. You want, I mean, it, it begins to pour out of you because God is pouring into you. That is the road which leads to holiness. It's the fruit of holiness. That's how God does it. As he diminishes this world, as the world fades from your eyes, as they begin to, as this world begins to pass away, greater the vision and purpose of God it becomes in you. Don't ever stop reading your Bible. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever stop seeking God. If you're not growing, guess what happens? You start dying. Last one, Ephesians. Here's how it works. 
this is Paul's prayer, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Riches means wealth. The wealth of his glory. To be strengthened with might in your inner man. Let me read it the way it says it. Uh, to be strengthened with might through the spirit in the inner man. So here's God. You're seeking God. You're praying God. You're asking God. You're going after God. And you're asking him to supernaturally strengthen you out of the wealth of his glory. Remember from glory to ever increasing glory. Glory to ever increasing glory. The, the wealth of his glory in you, strengthening you with power in the inner man. In other words, God supernaturally empowers you with his supernatural power. All of a sudden, you start becoming stronger. Your faith begins to increase. The word of God begins to take a deeper effect in your heart. That glory that he's speaking to is a transforming work of who he is. And when you're touched by it, it changes you. In the Old Testament, the glory cloud that, was, that went before Israel, that glory cloud was the, uh, was the weightiness, the heaviness, the cabal of God. It opened the seaways. It was God. That same glory cloud is in you. It's no longer in a dwelling place of tents. It's in you. That's what he's speaking to. And as that glory increases in you, it, it brings strength and purpose into your life. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Stop right there. How many of you lack faith this morning? Come on. How many of you really lack faith in God? How many of you lack faith in believing what the Word of God says? How many of you lack faith in trusting that God's going to take care of it? Or that God has you and, you're, and you don't have to fear. How many of you have faith to believe that what God offers you belongs to you? The glory of God is able to strengthen you to believe in Him, in Jesus, and what Jesus did. He's able to walk you through whatever you've got to walk through with confidence. Nothing, let me tell you, everything that God has is supernatural. Everything in this world is natural. The only way from here to there is if there touches here. 
But the other one is that you being rooted and grounded in love. You know, that's that willow in the ground again, with the roots going very deep, being watered by the things of God, by the Spirit of God. The water represents the Spirit. I just want you to know that. Rooted and grounded in the love of God. That comes from the same place faith comes from. It comes from an inner strengthening of the Spirit in your life. It comes from a very... Uh, from the very essence of God in you. Remember, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is God in me. That spirit of God gives us the roots of life. Gives us the ability to love and to know. That word shouldn't even be in there. Not to know the love of God, because there's no way that we could know the fullness of his love. But we might be able to apprehend essence of his love. To know that God's love is higher and wider and deeper and longer than anything that exists. And that his love goes beyond our understanding, beyond anything that we could ever comprehend. That God's love is that big and that great and God would like for us to have the essence of that in our life. How does it come? It comes when God touches you. It comes with that ever-increasing glory. It comes when God strengthens you from within. There's another part of that scripture that says that, he is able, that uh, he's able to do beyond anything that you think or ask or imagine. He is. God is. That's what it's all about. So when I say that God created women to love, it was his will. It was part of his creation because he knew he knew that husbands were going to have to depend on that kind of love coming from them. He knew that children would be nurtured and grow up when they, when they experienced that love. Who do you run to? Who did you run to when things were going bad? Who did you run to when you were hurt? Your mama? I did. I didn't go to my dad. I went to my mom. She fixed it, whatever it might have been. If it was a skint knee, she was over there blowing on it and doing whatever and make, trying to make it feel better. That was love. That was her love for me, trying to diminish the pain that I was feeling and to comfort me in the midst of it. That's what love does. That's what women do. That's what mothers do no matter what mother it is. Last little story. I was in Assemblies of God Church way back in the 80s. My wife and I, and I don't remember if my kids were there or not, but this pastor asked everyone to come up and just pray for their families. So I went up, we went up, and just started praying, asking God to bless our families. And, 
touch our families and save our families and on and on. And God spoke to me. And he said it just simply, simply this way. The reason you're here today is because of your mother's prayers. And amazing, isn't it? You may never see your mother pray or cry out to God. But God hears every compassionate prayer they pray for their children. He hears them. And he will answer them. Husbands, husbands. Walk in unity with your wife. Scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he shall not depart. Love your children into the kingdom. Show them what real love is. Show them what real harmony is between a husband and a wife. Show them and teach them. And if you do, I watch it. I watch my daughter and my son-in-law simply because they live close to me. But I watch them with their children. And you, and you can see their children respond to them. Just respond to them out of the love that they're giving. That's what we want. That's what we want. And that's what God wants from us, is just to love us so that we respond to Him. We respond to Him because we know He does. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.